Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Gradcast, exploring your curiosities through graduate education at Norfolk State University. I'm your host, Chelsea Martin, <laughs> and this week I am joined by fellow graduate student, Ms. Dominique Garcia. Welcome, Dominique. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I want to point out, um, Dominique is also a mass communications and journalism student like myself and like Octavia, and as much as I love the MCJR program, um, you know, the graduate student, like the graduate studies school has more programs. So guys, I want you guys to really get involved because this is not just a MCJR podcast. Like we want to hear from social work students. We want to hear from cyber psychology students or cyber, the cyber department. We want to hear from everybody. So um, like, I don't want you guys to think that it's just, you know, I'm showing favoritism, even though, you know, I'm, I am a little biased. (laughs) So um, Dominique, uh, real quick, tell us about your background as far as like, you know, how you came to NSU um, and like how you got into your graduate program. Yeah, by all means. Well, as she stated before, my name is Dominique Garcia. I'm a current graduate student in the media and communications department with a focus in public relations. So my journey with Norfolk State is actually a 12-year journey. I actually first enrolled in Norfolk State in 2010 as an undergraduate student. Um, My degree was in communications with a focus in uh, broadcast, general broadcasting. From there, once I commenced um, in 2014, I then actually transitioned within like two months of graduating, and I began working for Norfolk State February of 2015. I first was in Wilson Hall, which is known as the President's Building, and I was working for University Advancement directly with um, University Events, so that was like my big dream. I wanted to be an event planner. I just knew it, and then I got poached the following year, which means another office saw something in me and was like, hey, you want to come to our team instead, which was actually the Office of Admissions, so I was blessed with the last seven years of helping the institution increase their enrollment through undergraduate experience of first year freshmen. So I was out there on that road telling students the best about themselves and why they should enroll in Norfolk State. So yes, by all means, what Chelsea is saying, we have over 15 master's and doctorate programs. Please, if you are a student who is at Norfolk State and you are one of those 15 programs or 15 plus programs, please come onto the platform so that you're able to highlight your program. I'm a huge advocate of Norfolk State University. I'm a huge advocate of HBCUs in higher education. Um, A lot of people come to me and like, you're in higher ed, but your degrees are in communication. How does that make any sense? I am a lover of communications. The one thing I love about communications, it's innovative. One thing, you cannot speak to someone knowing communications. That's just life is communications and being able to sit with individuals and Chelsea and I are in the same class with each other and just being able to bounce back ideas off of each other and being creative and innovative and thinking of the next step and how how can we do this and how can we do that has been such a deep love. I'm currently, well, actually, I just recently, like within like 15 days, accepted a role at the University of Cincinnati as I am the Associate Director of Admissions for Diversity Recruitment and Outreach. So I have left the nest a little bit of Norfolk State, not quite yet. May 7th will be officially me leaving the nest, but I have had a beautiful 12-year journey with the institution. I was going to say, like, how was there, how has your grad school experience been so far? Like, if you could give it like a starred review, five stars being like NSU was owe me nothing, one star meaning like 
I wouldn't even mention it at the movie theater, which hopefully you would never say that. <laughs> like, what would you what would you give Norfolk State's graduate school I, so far? I have a two-tone perspective because I was a professional working there, being a student there. So I saw behind the scenes and then now transitioning being a peer student. To be honest with you, I would really give Norfolk State one out of, t- I mean, one out of five, a four point, like, seven to eight review. And the reason being, the reason why I returned back for my graduate program is that I felt like I didn't learn enough. And that was the one thing that I really got is I got that. Ha- so our program is more of a professional development program versus a research-based program. So you'll see other programs that are more research-based and some that are more like professional development. That's what I wanted was professional development. I wanted to advance into the next position. I wanted to see myself in a different light. And that was exactly what I was able to get from Norfolk State in my graduate program. I took on all opportunities. And that was the one thing that I had regretted in my undergraduate years. I didn't take on full advantages of the communications department. Yes, Norfolk State I did, and that's great. But directly in-house in my department, I didn't network the way that I should have with those in my department, just like how us, how we network with each other. Those were things that I was missing that I was able to gain. Now, the disconnection was I am 29, where a lot of my classmates are a lot younger than me. So our relatability is a lot different. I'm trying to process out a team, make sure applications are done, all these things where in my business day, where some of my classmates are like, oh, I work like a part-time job and I wish I could do that. I can't do that. But I definitely, by all means, would overall of the program, I'd probably give it anywhere between a 4.5 to like a 4.8. I wouldn't say a five all the way because everyone sounds mistakes and I joined the program in COVID. So it was really hard with certain things, but by all means, being that working professional was able to help me disconnect the selfishness of you need to be attentive towards me and be a little bit more selfless and also be as self-sufficient as possible. So that's where it lacked a little bit in certain areas just because I couldn't really connect with everyone. And now that we're going back into our regular kind of normal new world, it's gotten a lot better. So yeah, by all means, I would highly recommend the program. Highly recommend the program. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because like uh, when I have a personal um, connection to Norfolk State too, and I actually talked about it a couple of episodes before because my sister went to Norfolk State Um, And she graduated from the communications department. So when I was looking at grad school and stuff like that, she pretty much all but told me like, hey, if you don't apply to this program, like I might just disown you because of the fact that she knows what the communications department was capable of. She was just like, you know, I know some of the professors. She's just like, they're really great. They'll take their time and, you know, break it down so that you understand everything. Um, So, yeah, 100 percent. Um, now you did mention that you just recently accepted a position at the University of Cincinnati, which congratulations. Um, so, (laughs) so did you have any apprehensions about, you know, when you were considering your next steps, do you have any apprehensions about stepping out, you know, into such a, a higher position? Um, and even further than that, did you have any apprehensions about relocating completely to a whole different time zone? Because you, like you said, you've been at Norfolk State for 12 years. Oh my gosh, I had so much anxiety. So coming into the pandemic, I knew it was my time to be released from my position, but because we were in a pandemic, I was like the money secured, I'm not leaving yet. But I had spoken to my management and I spoken most importantly to my mentor. So 
I'm very big on having professional mentors, but having personal mentors. And my mom will always be a mentor in that person. Like mama's touch will always be like a healing factor for you. But I was really collaborating with people and really challenging myself. And the one thing my director, and actually he's the director of admissions at Norfolk State currently, he really embedded me and he was like, it's not on you, it's in you. And what's in you, they cannot take away from you. This is in you and you can do it. And I remember I went for a position at Norfolk State, which was going to be a higher level position. And I walked in with so much confidence. I was prepared. And unfortunately, I fell short and I wasn't offered the position. And it hurt me. I'm not going to lie. It took it was it was a couple of months of recovering because I had never been told no. I had always been told, yes, you're great. You're this and that. So to be told no was a setback. And it really hurt my self-esteem because I was like, I'm great in my position. I'm great in this. And the selfishness in you will always, it, it will always happen. It's natural human instinct. But then when I went back to the drawing board, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to apply for another position. And I remember the one thing my director told me when he sat down and it was tears in my eyes. And he was like, your next move could be down the street. It could be around the corner to another office and it could be into another state. You don't know what God has planned for you. And what's actually super crazy is actually the first transition was down the street, which was at EVMS. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't a fit for me. I just wasn't that happy there. I wasn't being able to connect. And then the surprise phone call of Cincinnati came and which is crazy I was coming back from a recruitment trip. And if you're familiar with what an admissions counselor does, they travel around the nation or the world recruiting for that institution. I had went to the Midwest for the first time ever of recruiting. I was normally the West Coast counselor. So that's what I was used to. I went to Detroit first and I remember I was like, mm, this is nice, but mm, it's not really a connection there. The second trip, which was my final trip for Norfolk State, was in Chicago. And I remember I was walking around Chicago and I felt like sex in the city. I was like, oh, this is vibrant. I like it. Oh my gosh. Like I would be thriving. And on my flight, I actually wrote in my notes for my 2022 goal. I said, I will move to the Midwest. And I put it in there. I left it alone. I got back and I, that's when I found out about the UC position and applying for it. So I went ahead. I was like, I'm just going to apply for it. Like, who cares? And I got the phone call for the first round. And I was like, oh, what? This is kind of real. And then I got the call for the second round. And the second round was a five-hour interview, something I've never been used to. And I was super nervous about it. I kept praying, I kept praying and praying and praying. And then I got the phone call. was like, this is real. I have only been to Cincinnati one time in my life. And I'm actually currently remote. So I'm really prepared to relocate. And I'm not going to sit here and deny it. I have so much anxiety. You know, can I do this right? Will I do this right? Because I have relocated before. Um, I had for a short transition, I went to Miami and that wasn't a great experience. So I had anxiety of, did I fail? And when I returned, I felt like that student who went away and they're that glorified student. They're, oh my God, the town hero. And they came back because they failed. And I felt that in 2017, I felt that I was a failure and I had to go back to my position and all these people were excited for me and I didn't succeed. So I felt that all over again, like, am I ready for this? You know, is this going to be okay? And that's where my director's advice came back in that it's not on me, it's in me, what's in me, they can't take away. And then most importantly, like I tell every college student, no matter what your faith is, keep your higher up close to you. So for me, I, with a lover of God, I had to keep God very close to me. I had to continue to pray. And then also I had to get advice, not just from 
you know, my mentors, I went directly to my mother and I was just like, you know, is it in me? Am I ready? And she's like, no, you're, you know, you're ready for it. I even went to some of my students and though even people were like, you know, they're younger than you. They don't know. They're fearless. They're hungry. They don't even know what the real world is really like yet. So I literally got so many people's input into it to calm me down and bring me back down to that, you know, that confidence, that encouragement, because it's real, you know, I'm not originally from Norfolk. I'm actually from California. And so it was like, I got adapted and acclimated into this area. And I felt like this was my home, my new hometown. And then now I'm getting thrown into Cincy, a Midwest area that I'm like, oh God, the winter. Oh God, I'm not ready for this. Like, I feel like I'm a queen of natural disaster now. Like I've been through earthquakes. I've been through Norfolk flooding and hurricanes over here. I've been through it all and now I'm headed up to the snow. So yes, definitely. I've, I felt so many emotions and still do because, you know, preparing to graduate and it's counting down now at this point. So it's like, wow, it's, it's getting real. Less so. than 60 days. Yes. It's who's the, counting? <laughs> honestly, like every day I'm like, Siri, how many days is left till May the 7th? Cause I'm gone May the 13th. Like I'm gone that quick. So that's why I'm like, wow, this is, this is a lot. And even with my age, even with my experience, it's still something totally brand new that I'm just still trying to prepare myself for. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's funny because, um, when I was talking to my dad about like where I was like potentially looking at for jobs and stuff like that, he was like, well, why don't you apply for jobs, you know, in New York city? Because I'm originally from Connecticut and it would just be like a short train ride, you know, like commute was probably like an hour, hour and a half you know, back and forth. But I was just like, even though, yes, I'm going to have my master's, I'm going to have two degrees under my belt. And I also have some work experience. Like I have, you know, writing experience. I have like my writing samples, my portfolios put together, what have you. I would much rather be a medium-sized fish in like a medium-sized pond than be like a medium-sized fish in an extra large pond. Because I know, I know myself and I would probably get lost and I would, you know, I would feel like the imposter syndrome kind of starting to creep in. And it's kind of like, I would start comparing myself to the person to the left of me, to the right of me. Be like, okay, but what are they doing? Like, how, how did they get here? You know? Um, and everybody's journey is obviously not the same. Um, but, you know, sometimes, especially when you're trying to get acclimated with a new city, you find yourself trying to figure out where you fit into the bigger picture and you try to try to kind of and not necessarily emulate, but try to kind of copy, you know, the mannerisms of the people who are next to you or in front of you or, uh, you know, above you to kind of see like, oh, well, they seem like they're well assimilated. So maybe I should do what they're doing. And, you know, who's, who's to say that they didn't go through the same things that you're going through, you know? I'm in total agreement with you. A lot of times when you transition to a new city or a new area, you want to be just like that because you want to fit in. And a lot of times that's that comfort is fitting in. And a lot of times it's actually standing out is what's really going to make you noticed. And that is something that I had to learn. And when I had moved to Miami, that was one thing. It was like, oh, I'm going to fit into the lifestyle and the this. And I started to feel like I was losing myself. And I was only there for seven months. And I, by the time I got back, I left in like the beginning of 2017. I came back at the end of 2017. I didn't even recognize who I was anymore. And I didn't like that. And I was like, look, you have to remain that confident. So I get with, with, with what you're saying. And then also I understand of not really wanting to return home 
in like your area of what you always know? Because I always get the million dollar question of why won't you go back to California? I'm like, first off, do you see gas prices right now? California is about to be touching $10 an hour on a gas tank. I cannot do that. I am not doing that at all. So it's those things that, like you said, you have to take those things in consideration. What is the cost of living out there? You know, what is the environment out there? And I will say the one thing that made me prepare was because I was traveling for a living for my job. So I had to jump into these cities by myself. And even though, yes, it was work related and I had a, already a pre-schedule made up when I wasn't at work, I had to entertain myself in those cities. So I had to get to, you know, be my own date, take myself on a date, go to museums, go to areas, and then also watch what areas I was in. Like, I'll never forget when I was in Memphis, and I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. And one of my friends called me who was from Memphis, Tennessee. He was like, no, I'm like literally trying to tell you certain areas you can turn the block on and you don't know if you'll make it out that area. Like you really have to watch yourself when you're in certain areas. And even when I was in Miami, Broward County, oh my gosh, I will still never forget when I was like, oh, this is not Norfolk, Virginia. This is not even Oxnard, California. Like this is something different. So I truly understand the anxiety that comes behind it. And then also crawl before you walk, walk before you run and run before you sprint, which means do everything in the stages that you know that you're ready for. Because a lot of times, we see something on Instagram or social media and it's like, oh, I can just do it and I can just die. But we didn't see that process of what that person went into. We just saw the successful point of the cheers and hurrahs, just like with us in school. Everyone's going to see May the 7th when we're walking across that stage and we look extra beautiful. But nobody saw the tears behind the, you know, behind closed doors of us trying to get in assignments. And even right now, midterms are going on. And we're about to go into spring break. So we're trying to rush out as much as things as possible. And nobody's seeing that. They're just going to see the hoopla and the hurrahs, and that's it. So it's definitely a lot. And it's really, like you said, it's knowing yourself. Yeah, and you were talking about, you know, um, you know, crawl before you walk, walk before you run. So what would you say that your process, your personal process is when deciding or evaluating what's next for you? Like, you know, going into a new job or moving to a new city, um, and like, do you have somebody that you turn to like a, a close confidant? Like, I know you mentioned that you speak to your mom a lot. Like for me, my mom helps me make a lot of my decisions. So like, do you have someone that you turn to um, when you're about to make a big decision that, you know, once you finish talking to them, you're like, okay, I feel confident that I can make this decision. Let's do this. <laughs> I will definitely say I do have my village of people that I will immediately turn to and get their advice, whether it's professional advice or personal advice. Mama will always be the leader of the wolf pack. Like she is my calm to my storm at all moments. And I tell her that like, no matter how old I get, I'm still going to always turn to, you know, your parent figure and be like, Hey, like the world could be ending. And if she tells me, look, you're fine, I'm fine then. And I'm okay with that. So for as far as the next steps, one thing about myself was knowing myself as a learner, because I wanted to go into my doctorate program immediately. And when I got into my new role, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're actually managing over people now. You're the leader. Like you got to calm down a little bit and really enjoying the moment. I feel like a lot of times, especially in our industry, because everything's so fast paced and it's a next subject, the next subject, the next subject. We don't really get to absorb what's what's currently happening because we're told to move to the next and move to the next. And there's something else that we got to talk about. And it's really taking your time and slowing down to understand the process. And I'm really have gotten in tune with like my emotions and my anxiety and calming myself down. And then of course, like financial preparation and everything that's coming with that and making sure that, you know, once you do the transition, you're financially stable and you'll be okay. Then on top of that, 
my mental mindset. So all aspects I've really been trying to mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually tap into myself. And then at the same time, listening to experts who have done this and not just hearing them out, but really listening in and taking what they're saying because they've been through the ropes already. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of times when we were little, we were like, oh, I already know, like I'm growing, I'm this on a third. And I've realized you don't know everything. <laughs> You don't, you don't know anything in this world sometimes and you really have to sit back. So yeah, those are a couple of things that I'm taking into account right now, but I will definitely suggest to anyone relocating, use your networking skills, use it, like call out to people, let them know, let them have an input and just, and so, some opinions you don't need to take. You can just hear it in one ear and out the other. And then some are very valuable. Okay. And finally, um, so we have all of our guests come up with a new tagline for the week's episode. So at the top, I mentioned exploring your curiosities through graduate education. Um, So what would you say would be this week's tagline in regards to post-graduation anxiety and how, you know, um, the graduate school helps, you know, prepare the students to deal with it or, you know, deter it, hopefully. I would say now it's transitioning to, living through your experience, through your professional, like through our programs of everything they taught us, really challenging and and letting it be in you. And like I said before, you know, it's not on you, it's in you, what's in you, they can't take away from you. So now challenging that into your experience. So not just learning through it, but living through it now, having that confidence that Norfolk State's graduate program fully prepared you for this. And I will say without a doubt, our program has fully prepared me for the next step through confidence, through my professional side to my per- personal side. I feel a hundred per- I feel more confident graduating from Norfolk State than I did December the 14th, 2014. I will honestly say that I feel way more confident in myself on the next step. And I'm so thankful that I chose Norfolk State. I- I'm so, so thankful. Like the best thing I did was transfer to Norfolk State into my graduate program because now I'm truly ready to conquer the world. Well, see, that's a ring of endorsement right there. We can end it right there. <laughs> like, um, like, thank you so much, Dominique, for sitting down with me this week um, to talk about this topic that, you know, a lot of people may not really talk about, you know, publicly. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of people that are dealing with it. And sometimes it helps to hear somebody else be very transparent with their experience. Thank you so much for allowing me to come to your platform and just be able to speak about my experience and that all that I've been through. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that does it, guys, for this week's episode of the Spartan Gradcast. Be sure to tune in for upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about more stuff having to do with grad school. We got some really great stuff coming up and uh, we'll catch you next time. The Spartan Gradcast is a production of the Office of Graduate Studies at Norfolk State University led by Dr. Desi Hacker. Today's episode was produced by Ms. Chelsea Martin with royalty-free music provided by Ivy Music.